tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Any religious work, and therefore we should be concerned about what uh, is happening there. Not only because it's highly religious, because also have implications for the rest of the world, including Africa, including Ghana. And so any disturbance in that region, particularly if it, it turns out to involve other powers, will not hold well for, for the rest of us. In terms of our domestic setting, um, it, you, you should recall that Ghana is not uh, a, a, a mono-religious state. It's not a state that has only one single religious group uh, being dominant. Indeed, we have various uh, religions, including Muslims and, and Christians. And as indicated, we have taken a position, uh, virtually endorsing the position of, of Israel, and, and therefore, you expect that as Palestinians are suffering, and then, of course, uh, Arabs, Muslims are suffering, their uh, uh, fellow Muslims will have a little bit of sympathy and will want to solidarize with them. So we will have this, we will have this kind of demonstration. It's even more peaceful when they come up boldly to demonstrate, to, to let their anger and their frustrations and their sympathies for, for the people of Palestine known uh, uh, outwardly. Uh, it's more dangerous when they choose other means of protest, uh, 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 other violent means of protest. So yes, um, uh, we, we should be concerned here and we should guarantee them the right mm. to, to, to protest. Uh, and talking about the UN Security Council decision, uh, we, we saw excepts uh, of um, proceedings when, when, of course, uh, the voting was underway at the United um, Nations. Uh, of course, uh, the issue about Ghana's decision to abstain uh, when Russia put forward a, 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 you know, a resolution that was seeking to uh, call for some level uh, of humanitarian assistance and also a ceasefire uh, on purely on humanitarian grounds, and, and that uh, found Ghana abstaining as the only African country to do so. Uh, the, the, the others uh, apparently supported this move. What, what sort of a picture or narrative is that painting about the country and our decision uh, that we have taking. Uh, what are we communicating to the world? It is very important to note that we have already compromised our our our, our stand by virtually declining uh, our support for for Israel. And of course, the position that the the, the U.S. and other powers have taken uh, is virtually what we are doing. So uh, it it it's just following on what we have done uh, when the issue started. Whereas we were too quick to, to, to lend uh, um, total support to the Israeli position. Yes, of course, we are free to, uh, to say that the Israeli position is right, maybe based on the fact that we think Hamas is a terrorist organization. 
But if you see how this war has, has, has proceeded, you will note that there's a lot of casualty, particularly on the side of the Palestinians, including civilians and children who are being killed. And so I think that Ghana's position had already been compromised by the stance we take uh, uh, earlier in terms of our president's stand that we, we totally support the Israeli position. And remember, when Hamas organized this attack, this, uh, the kind of response uh, Israel is giving is, is predicted by them. Indeed, they know that Israel will come out uh, with all guns blazing. And maybe they, they, they understand that as the war proceeds, as the war uh, 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 gets underway, the, the casualties of civilians and, and all these things will gradually uh, uh, win them sympathy, will gradually win uh, the, the, the attention of the world to, to them. And so uh, this is also a strategy. Hamas may have used as a strategy to kind of toward various efforts at ensuring that there's a more cordial uh, relationship among Israel and other Middle, uh, uh, Middle East powers like Saudi Arabia, for instance, where they have gone, uh, the miles of diplomatic effort have gone in to ensure that they, they, they reconcile and then they engage in more diplomatically. So this uh, uh, response from Israel uh, uh, is virtually touching those the, uh, those efforts, because as you see, actually, so this uh, uh, response from Israel uh, uh, is virtually touching those uh, those efforts, because as you see, uh, the structures, whether or not there were right structures in, in place for successful implementation of this program, have those issues been ironed out? Okay, so in terms of structures, yes, uh, one of the key structures required is the bottom plan. Is that we did a pilot of the CRM somewhere in the year 2001, and we used the reference system to mimic the role of the bottling plant. But now we have the bottling plant in place, which are key. Also, when it made some of those leaders to to, to re uh, reconsider their decision. Mm. So as, as, as we are as we are as we are in, uh, as we are looking at this issue, uh, I think uh, abstaining to create the environment for them to demonstrate peacefully. Uh, uh, their leaders should ensure that it remains a peaceful protest, uh, and, and the police should guarantee that uh, they, they don't get unnecessarily provoked, particularly other religions that may, may, may virtually interpret the world from the other side of the religious uh, 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 divide, to also abstain from uh, speeches and comments and, and gestures that virtually will, will, will provoke them. Because, of course, if you share the same religion, the same sentiment with a group that is under this kind of attack, particularly the civilians, uh, it is just natural that you get frustrated, you, you, you want to demonstrate your, your sympathy towards that group. So, yes, uh, we should not be so much concerned because they have come out to, 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 to protest. Uh, what we should do is to listen to their concerns and see how we, we, we as, uh, as a country... We, we, we engage the international community to address what is ongoing in, in that side. And you, you realize that the, the issues are so complex in that region. As we speak, uh, Egypt is not ready to accept uh, Palestinian refugees because of the cost and, and the, of the, uh, to, to their economy and other, other implications. And so uh, this issue will drag for long, and, 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 and we, we should pray for a quick resolution because... Then there is Iran, which is threatening that they cannot sit down and watch the humanitarian catastrophe uh, continue. There is the U.S. who has moved warships to that region. So the more it prolongs, the more the tendency of other elements, other actors entering this conflict situation. And uh, once the Middle East is destabilized, 
we, we will have um, a little bit of effect on, on energy prices because of the contribution of that region to, to, to uh, uh, global energy. Uh, the nature and the magnitude of protests we are likely to see is starting uh, Friday um, because the group says this will be on regional basis as well. The, 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 the... That will have an impact. That, that will have our state shift policy. I think that we will have been in a better position to sympathize with them if we are not taking a position that seems to be uh, so much of an endorsement of the Israeli position. Because uh, these are our citizens who also feel that the other side deserves some sympathy. And indeed, you don't need to be a Muslim. You don't need to be a Muslim to, to sympathize with the civilian casualties that are being reported. Uh, you just need to be human. You just need to have human sympathy to realize that we cannot have that level of human sympathy, no matter how you interpret it. That, uh, therefore, the response is more killing. Uh, that, that does not necessarily end, end, end well for anybody. So yes, uh, we, they, 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 I think that the, 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 the plan of the organizers is to have a protest that will have much impact. And of course, they may also want to communicate to the world that world that there's, uh, those of the Muslim faith in Ghana are not leaving their brothers uh, uh, in, in Palestine due to the current happening that they have befallen them. But the premise of this, uh, even, even from, from the beginning, the, the premise appears to be um, on Ghana's voting pattern um, on the UN Security Council. The, 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 what else could we have done? Um, and also the, the question as to even whether or not we have a, an influential voice, right? Uh, because this is supposed to be the UN Security Council. Even, yes, if we vote, even if we vote in favor of the resolution and one superpower decides to veto that, that's the end of it. So after all, we abstain. It's not as though we but, supported but, but, any other side. It is symbolic that at least you seem to be taking a side that 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 uh, uh, carries the image of uh, a country that cares for other people. So you see, when you vote to abstain, virtually what you are saying is that uh, you don't actually support uh, uh, the humanitarian uh, 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 operation being suggested by Russia. Uh, uh, that, that's virtually what it means. So you vote at least to support that resolution and let the bigger power use his veto to, to, to oppose it. But as of now, we have just communicated to our Muslim brothers who, who, who are sympathizing with, with their brothers that as a state of Ghana, we, we virtually endorse what, what, and looking at the pattern from, from, the, from, from, from the beginning, it, we virtually endorse the Israeli and Western position. And that does not order well for our brothers who, who are feeling uh, in, the, in, in the sense of their religious uh, inclination that their religion is under attack and, and therefore they feel like the state that they call Ghana should be able to at least uh, vote in the way that support, that is granting humanitarian relief to innocent people. Not every person in, in, in Gaza is, is, is Hamas. Not every person in Gaza uh, took part in that attack. Not every person in Gaza may have supported that idea. So, you see, if it is about humanitarian relief, at least what is expected is that we at least support that at least humanitarian relief to be granted. Yeah, but, course, but, but, but the group, uh, the, the, the country actually advocating for that, appears to be setting double standards uh, may be a reason for which uh, the Republic of Ghana does not want to support Russia. This is our president speaking a couple of days ago and pointing out uh, in the United States of America that he supports Ukraine, 
and every other nation should also come to, to the support of Israel given the attack or, or, or of Hamas. Now you have a country that supposedly is, you know, uh, on the offensive against Ukraine, suggesting that we go on a humanitarian ceasefire in Gaza. I mean, are we not going to be setting double standards if we support Russia in that course, knowing that it is also at war with another country? You see, in, 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 the, in the world of global politics, uh, double standards are quite common, and, and that is how the world functions. Uh, the, the U.S. and other powers don't hold firm to a position. And indeed, Ghana's foreign policy over the years have operated on the basis of considering each issue on its own merit. In the particular case we are considering now, what is the basis of which the resolution was, was blocked by, by the U.S.? It is because the, the resolution didn't acknowledge the right of Israel to defend itself. That is the, the only thing that, 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 that the resolution uh, didn't mention. So if that is the basis, what, what, what is it that prevents Ghana from considering? You don't, you, don't, you don't take an issue based on the person who is proposing the issue. You look at the issue on its own merit. Do we agree as a country that the people of Palestine, the people of Gaza, who are the innocent civilians who are currently under bombardment, deserve the right to have mm-hmm. a relief? That is the, the core issue. If they so deserve to have relief, then it doesn't matter which quarter the, the resolution is coming from. We may disagree with Russia on certain issues, but then again, the world of international politics uh, suggests that we can still agree with them on other issues. Indeed, it is that way that you can even help play a meaningful role in resolving the, the Russian crisis if the, 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 the chance arises, because then you put yourself in a position that they, they will recognize that uh, while you disagree with them invading Ukraine, on other issues of international importance, you, you, you actually reason with them. So you must not take a position that virtually uh, uh, looks like you, you are so uh, stuck to a particular position. Because indeed, in the world of international relations and politics, uh, nobody has permanent friends. We have permanent interests. Our interest in this case is to uphold the, 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 the civilians of, of Gaza to have yeah. relief, is to ensure that we maintain religious harmony in Ghana, is to ensure that our population is at one, so that we continue to enjoy the peace that we are enjoying. Now we're going to spend resources uh, trying to, to, to police this, this uh, um, uh, demonstrations, which at this point we, we don't necessarily need because we have our brothers in Volta and other regions that are already being displaced by, by, by uh, the flats. I see. Uh, but, but then your expectation from the Ministry of Foreign Affairs and Regional Integration, uh, we, we know that they issued a statement um, uh, on this matter calling on all sides to negotiate uh, and to bring about a lasting peace um, to, to this whole conflict. And then uh, now we're, we're getting to see uh, and to bring about a lasting peace um, to, to this whole conflict. And then uh, now we're, we're getting to see... Entrepreneurship by default because they feel they can't stay home doing nothing. When that happens, without any prior training or knowledge in entrepreneurship, they, get, they tend to struggle a lot and their businesses do not thrive. Some young entrepreneurs share their experiences being part of this year's event. The project is about farming. Farming, so in this modern-day Ghana, large-scale farming, it's a very difficult sector. So our project is to help farmers sow their seeds without supervision. So- I would advise if I do one for farmers because it has a solar power station and a battery backup so that this machine can work in every weather and at any time of the day.
we are into recycling plastics into useful materials. Yes, so we, we, we recycle the plastics into bricks, beads, flower vases, balloon holders, and other things. Full conversation will air on Foreign Affairs tonight. Uh, is now saying that Ghana ought to make another statement um, by taking advantage of any other resolution that will come and to vote. Uh, as within the current context, uh, would that right override the right of, of those people who have been bombarded to have relief effort? In my estimation, as an we should be concerned more with how to ensure that those who are under bombardment have a little bit of relief. What more are you expecting from security agencies and also uh, other ministries uh, in engaging Komog, uh, which is the coalition of these Muslim groups that have planned a series of activities to protest? What, what I would expect them to do is that to assure them of the right to protest, to assure them, to guarantee them uh, that they will go ahead with the protest and then define the routes and other mechanisms of the protest and uh, um, uh, that they will go ahead with the protest and then define the routes and other mechanisms of the protest and uh, uh, distance to be to, 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 uh, to be cleared. My name is Daryl Kwao. Thanks for joining us. Details coming up. No option that to resort to other uh, options of demonstrating agencies while they, they, they monitor the protest, they must also uh, be on their leg because then other elements, of course, we are located in the region. Hopeful the replacement of the destroyed Ghana Togo boundary pillars by the Ghana Boundaries Commission will help prevent disagreements and also conflicts between the two neighboring countries. Uh, speaking during a joint Ghana Togo sensitization and reaffirmation exercise at Honda in the Volta region, the national coordinator of the Ghana. Boundaries Commission, Major General Emmanuel Kotia, hinted that by next year, the replacement or reaffirmation exercise will cover uh, all of Ghana's uh, land boundaries with the Republic of Togo. A Bobobo group entertaining patrons at the sensitization program at Peje in the Volta region. Traditional rulers, opinion leaders, youth leaders, women groups, civil society organizations, local government authorities, press and more were all present. With the third phase of the Ghana-Togo reaffirmation exercise, the joint team from Ghana and Togo intends to cover about 100 kilometers from 21st October to 10th November 2023. The joint Sensitization sessions are intended to educate the border communities along the Ghana Togo International Boundary Line about the construction of new boundary pillars, approximately 100 kilometer stretch to replace old, worn out, displaced, or and destroyed pillars. Some traditional leaders in the Volta region are happy the replacement of the destroyed Ghana Togo boundary pillars by the Ghana Boundary Commission will help prevent disagreements and conflicts between the two neighboring countries. Chief of Hunuta in the Volta region, Togbi Kofi Aisa, Chitogbi Pechu VI, commended the Ghana Boundary Commission for embarking on the reaffirmation exercise. The good thing about this one that I can pinpoint is the education or the sensitization aspects. They are not only coming to erect pillars or reaffirm boundaries, but they are going to back it up with education and sensitization on both sides of the boundaries. So people will know 
what the boundaries about their what do you call it, their rights and responsibilities border will be established. We are grateful. Just recently, they came back to co- the community to assist us with a project which is very dear to our heart. The in conjunction with the Ministry of Foreign Affairs and Regional Integration, assisting the community of Lake Lebikame and Kudra to renovate our health post, which project is very dear to our heart. And I would like to use this opportunity to thank them and ask for the cooperation of all other communities along the uh, frontiers to cooperate with the commissions from both sides. It's a very important issue, so I like it. Uh, it shows that uh, there is a, a very, very friendship between Togo and Ghana, so we are happy for the issue. National Coordinator of the Ghana Boundary Commission, Major General Yimanokocha, says community engagement and involvement of all stakeholders form an integral part of the work of the commission. We need more stakeholders who are ready to join us to be able to undertake this exercise successful. One, most of the community leaders are able to show our certain features on the grounds if we are swing up so far as the international boundary lines are. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. I remember these are people who have stayed in these areas for a very long time. Again, with the youth and the women groups, they are able to assist us to synthesize the people on the type of exercise that we are doing. The assurances that we have and the women groups, they are able to assist us to synthesize the people on the type of exercise that we are doing. The assurances that we have... It's a step in the right direction in that they must regional rulers and opinion leaders so that we'll be able to carry on this exercise so that there will not be disinformation so far as the exercise is concerned. He says the commission uh, along this area. So once uh, this affirmation is done, it will bring it will bring clarity to where the land boundary line is international land boundary lines and then it will also define clearly where the pillars are remember that um, we're introducing additional pillars that will make the boundary line identifiable on the ground deputy minister for lands and natural resources benito usubiu says the reaffirmation exercise will promote good neighborliness between ghana and togo first of all they are not going to create new boundaries yes they are just going to let them affirm and understand that this position or this line that is where the boundary is secondly they live within the communities so some of the even the pillars it will be better for you to consult them because they can help you locate them some of them are on their farms 
some are even in households. There's a typical example of one that was found in a chop bar somewhere. Yes. In fact, if they had not consulted the community, they wouldn't have found the pillar. But lo and behold, somebody took them to the toba. And right in the middle of the toba, the pillar was there. And that's it. Yes, and uh, people were eating around it. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's important that we bring them on board. DC for Father to South, Etonam Flolu, who represented the Volta Regional Minister, praised the Ghana Boundary Commission for its work. I would say it's been a while since I've seen a committed state institution committed to what they are doing, following timelines and trying to meet it to solve a problem. And I can say that for a fact that the Boundary Commission headed by General Kotia and ably assisted by his team are sticking to their words and going according to plan. And I think they deserve some commendation from us all. Well, the uh, Lands and Natural Resources Ministry is set to seek some parliamentary ratification for a 15-year lease granted uh, to the uh, Barari DV Ghana Limited for lithium mining in uh, Iwa Central Region for the first time in Ghana. Lithium is a vital mineral used in the production of lithium uh, batteries, which are increasingly promoted as an eco-friendly alternative to fossil fuels, aligning with global efforts to combat climate change and Minister for Lands and Natural Resources, Samuel Abujanapo, assures that this agreement will be treated uniquely in line with Cabinet's uh, directive on green mineral initiatives uh, with the aim of be- benefiting the country. A series of negotiations, as I've indicated, we concluded an agreement with Atlantic Lithium for the exploitation of lithium in Ewoya in the central region of our country. And today, I am happy to report through you to the country on behalf of the president and his government that we are granting to the company Atlantic Lithium a mining lease to commence the construction of the mining of lithium in our country. For the avoidance of doubt, this is the first lease granted for the mining of lithium in our country. This is going to be the first lithium project in Ghana. And distinguished guests, the lease we are signing today, I should emphasize, differs from our standard mining lease. Standard mining lease we've um, been signing for many years in respect of gold, manganese, bauxite, and other known minerals in our country is fundamentally different from the one we are going to sign today. And as I've explained, this is because of the policy approved by Cabinet, which is to say that green minerals are to be treated differently. And um, if you want, for want of a better expression, the uh, mistakes which were made in the past past will not be repeated uh, with respect to the green minerals of our country. And, and, And so the lease we are signing today as I've indicated, um, among others, has innovative provisions such as, and I'll list them copiously, such as one, an increase in royalties rate from the standard 5% to 10%. 
The company will therefore pay 10% royalties on all minerals mined. Two, an increase in the state's free carried interest from 10% to 13%. Government will therefore hold 13% shares in the company, which, will not, which we will not pay for, but will be entitled to dividends and other rights. Three, an additional government participation through the acquisition of shares. Thus, in addition to the 13% shares, government, through the Minerals Income Investment Fund, MIF, will acquire additional 6% shares in the mining company and 3.06% shares in the holding company, which is listed on the Australian and London Stock Exchange. This will bring government's interest in the company to 19% in the local company and 3.06% in the foreign holding company. Additionally, government and MIF will have represent representations on the board of both the local company and the foreign company to protect government's interests. To ensure that other interested Ghanaians benefit from this mining operation, the company will list on the Ghana Stock Exchange and their shares will be made available to Ghanaian entities and individuals, including SNIT, pension funds, and other high-income individuals. In addition to all taxes, royalties, and levies, including 1% growth and sustainability levy, the company, Atlantic Lithium, will also pay 1% of its revenue into a community development fund to be utilized for the development of communities impacted by their operations. In terms of value addition, the company has committed to complete a feasibility study for the establishment of a chemical plant within four months of the signing of the lease that is within four months from today. As I've said repeatedly, our commitment is to ensure that as much as possible, we add value to these minerals before exporting them. And uh, let's get more on this uh, from Dr. Tony Oven, who's the president of the African Institute for Extractive uh, for the Extractive Industry. Uh, thank you so much, Doc, for spending some time with us here on uh, the Pulse. Uh, this very agreement is coming at a time when the government is equally battling other um, issues in the mining or extractive industry, i.e., Galamse, which we talk about every day. Uh, but given the fact that government is promising. Um, a different story this time round. Are you, first of all, certain that that will be the case? And what more policy measures do you expect government to take in that course? Well, thank you very much, and uh, um, just thank you for the opportunity to share my thoughts on this subject. Um, I, I mean, on, on the face of this new development, I am quite excited because now you see government showing much more interest in the uh, in the minerals which is mined on our own soil. I see the, the 13% carrying interest as, as quite progressive, in my, in my own view, and then also the desire to, to, to be part of the foreign entity is also very important. Um, at this stage, it is how it turns out in practice, which is very important. Um, we have these opportunities. Sometimes we populate the, the opportunities that we create, not with people with knowledge, with insight knowledge, but sometimes people 
who have struggled through politics and then their positions that created in that situation. I think this time around, this lithium is a, is a special mineral. I mean, as you know, it, it, it's a special mineral, it's a green mineral, and, and therefore our presentation uh, should be based on knowledge, experience, and not based on, on sectional partisan uh, uh, presentation. But I think on the face of it, the object is excellent. I think it's a good move. Um, the the uh, royalties have changed from 5% for other minerals to 10% um, uh, for lithium. This is not new globally. I mean, in some countries, royalties are based on minerals, different type of minerals you are mining. When you go to Australia, um, the iron ore producers pay different royalties than the gold producers. So I think it's a good lesson we are learning. I personally believe that Ghana should get to a point where we actually show majority interest. And this time, it should not be free carry interest. It should be asking in the past, uh, as Botswana uh, has basically done. You know. Trying to protect your identity by yourself is a lot like trying to be a quarterback without an offensive line. LifeLock alerts you to blindside threats you may miss on your own, even if you're monitoring your credit. If a threat happens to get through, a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist is there to help. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. That's LifeLock.com slash aware to save 25%. LifeLock. Identity theft protection starts here. It's owned by the government. 5149. The, 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 uh, I mean, the, the other partners. Seed to Learn project to upskill young adults by improving their personal effectiveness and productivity. At the launch of the project, workers and students. Right. Um, the, the impact on the community, what the communities would get must be properly applied. And there should be a way of ensuring that... The, uh, the, the, the about, you know, your studies and probably what your research might, might be pointing to, uh, what level of deposits do, do you uh, feel we have uh, which might be sufficient for, you know, uh, uh, collective bargaining grounds? Uh, the fact that we might be asking for more royalties in, in the coming years. Is this something that you, you, you foresee uh, given, you know, the level of research you, you've done about the deposits we have? So far, the, what, what the, uh, the, the, you know, the prospecting results mm. have indicated. So far, the, what, what the, uh, the, the, you know, the prospecting results mm. have indicated. glasses, uh, purposely for reading and also for to enable our TVET practitioners focus clearly on whatever activities that they will be doing. I'm so grateful. On behalf of the Director General, Madam Mouse. Uh, lithium content being quite significant by local standards. I mean, you, you have Zambia, no, Zimbabwe. Uh, and, and First of all, that this is, in fact, uh, good news to us because the country uh, will benefit from this. What, what's been the reaction from the industry generally, I mean, from what you gather on this matter? Well, I think from the beginning when this was announced that we found lithium in mm. large quantities, mm -hmm. it, it, it brought about some excitement in, in the industry and yeah. the gen general population mm -hmm. that at least in the long, long, term, long term, Ghana is going to benefit from this yeah. because you know that the world is going green. So if you have a green mineral, that's good. 
Of course, we are now thinking about refinery because I, I joined the Twitter spaces some time ago when uh, Myth uh, had that, that space on this lithium thing. And the discussion was about how to move from just the, the exportation of the raw mineral to now refining it because we want to bolster the aluminium, I mean, the vehicle making industry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is one critical component of the vehicle making yeah. company. So um, if that is it, then of course it, it, it comes as a good news for all of us. And we understand that there are other developments also in this very sector. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean look, last week we did a story here from uh, uh, Inzima East right. where um, a, a prospecting license has been given to a company called Yellow Gold. And some NGOs, you know, raised the alarm that, look, that is a conservation area, which would, of course, threaten uh, that area. So they, that, that they, have, they had issues. The Minerals Commission, after seeing the story, got in touch, and then we went with them to the field to see what was there. Mm-hmm. Now, I was taken to a part of the concession where illegal miners mm-hmm. had gone in there to mine. Now, the Yellow Gold Company, which says that I'm in here to do sustainable mining and therefore I'm not to destroy the environment, mm-hmm. had sent in security people to drive away the, the illegal miners. Mm-hmm. So we're taken there to see the work that had been done there. We met with the two, there are two communities there, Edukrom, and then you get to Apatim. Mm-hmm. So we met the Edukrom chief. I wanted to understand from him right. what they do make of what, what's happening there. Now, he's known as Nana Kabbalah, the fort, and he said, well, there, are no, there is no conservation area in a Dukrom. And the fact that even rivers there, you know, do not terminate in the Ancobra River because that's the closest river yeah. to this uh, area. Yeah. He spoke to us. Let's listen to him. Then we'll come. Um, we'll go back to the community. Even as we look forward to that, mm. uh, these traditional leaders, yeah. uh, how worried are they about the situation in the okay. community? So I, I w- that's why I wanted to find out from them that, look, what is the real issue here? They all seem to say that, well, the operations of the company will not bring adverse effect to us because the company has explained to them that it is doing prospecting to then go into rock mining. Right. Rock mining is you going down there underground to bring the rocks up. So they feel that, well, if it is done according to what the company has said, then of course there won't be any problems. They have also been been explaining that they haven't seen any sort of action from the company for them to conclude that there will be problems. But NGOs have issues, and I agree with them, because they were able to say that there's a conservation and some areas they call crema, some areas that swamps that have not been you know, uh, endangered in a way, and they want to preserve all of these uh, uh, things. And they're saying that if you look at the past things that have happened in this country where mining companies have degraded the environment, there's no assurance that they can do it. But then they come to the conclusion that the mining lease has already been given. So what can can be done? Then, of course, the NGOs, the Minerals Commission, because the Minerals Commission say that they were not aware right. that there were any conservation in the area. So a collaboration between the, the NGOs, the Minerals Commission, and the community, and, of course, the media, because we've been there as well, right. can probably help in ensuring that the right, the right things are done. Yeah. Let's listen. We do have any conservation. Almost, almost all our land has, has been given up for rubber plantation. Okay. And the few left for cassava and other 
food stops. Uh -huh. So we don't have any area here. No, we don't have. Since I came on the tour, I haven't had the problem of visiting any area which is solely conserved for natural resources or for on environmental basis. No. Where do those streams in the area end up? The streams end up uh, in bigger streams far away from us. Okay. Yes. Uh, from here to Ancobra, you can imagine mm. uh, how long it is. Mm. And none of the streams where Yellow Gold is trying to win and process is uh, getting to Ancobra. No. Where do those streams end up? Uh, personally, I haven't followed it individually to where they end. But seriously speaking, it is safe if uh, they will actually operate as it, uh, we have discussed. Well, uh, some of the chiefs there raising concern, and, and mm -hmm. Grace, you've been, um, you know, digging some yeah. more and finding out what, what their next step might be yes. on these concerns. Well, what's I, likely to happen? I mean, so the company is determined to do sustainable mining. That's what he says. Mm -hmm. And the NGOs also say, well, if we allow you in there, yeah. other people will take advantage and, and then, then come in there. So, so we don't want to. But where it is now, it's the NGOs are determined to petition the Minerals Commission on Tuesday. The company also wants to be given the opportunity to prove people right that Ghanaian companies can do the right things. Mm -hmm. So, uh, where, as it stands now, the mining lease has been given. So, it is the NGOs and the stakeholders to come on board to ensure that the right things are really there. So, policing. And I think that once the media is, is, has come in here, we should play our role. Uh, any so response that. so far from the sector ministry? Uh, no, uh, because this is a, a, an issue that has, has just begun. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure that mm -hmm. when it gets to where the sector ministry should come in, they will, of course, come in. Samuel Kujubrish with the latest uh, on that. Uh, we're taking a break here on the polls. When we get back, we're still paying attention to the Volta floods, uh, paying attention to uh, what's been happening in parts of central, north uh, and south Tong areas, uh, where today, of course, uh, the NDC has also been doing some uh, donation of relief items. We understand that a, a lot more is coming through uh, also from some UN agencies. We'll be in the community shortly and bring you some updates. Stay here on the Joint News Channel. Every day, people have money emergencies. Mom, I need my school fees. Emergency. Mom, it's your money emergency. Emergency, emergency. Catch it. I'm your rent. Emergency. Now, there's a new emergency number in town. More money, more money, Charlie, and enjoyment. At the top five, we got it. Dial star 770 hash for all your money emergencies in top five. Dial star 770 hash for money emergencies and get easy and quick access to your money, loans, and other banking needs. Ecobank, the Pan-African Bank. Daddy? Daddy? 
This tank is big! Yes, that's true. It can store a lot of water. That's so true. Wow! It has a working tortoise on it. Mm-hmm. That's so true. I can see S-I-N-T-E-X syntax. That is so true, my daughter. When it falls down, it will spoil That's not true. But why? Why? Syntex <laughs> was the first to introduce double layer tanks in Ghana. Syntex again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntex gives you the biggest warranty seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntex is the answer. Syntex tank. Are you strong? Are you tough? Smile, hmm? Look lively, okay? Smile, smile. Is the money too small? A bad stomach ruins your day. Don't let it. Take Gastron, your most effective antacid for the relief of symptoms of peptic ulcer, heartburn, gas pain, flatulence, and indigestion. Hey guys, what are you waiting for? Let's go, let's go. Mwah. Can you bring down the smiles more? <laughs> Gastrol, effective relief from stomach discomfort. Manufactured and distributed by NS Chemist Limited. This advertisement has been written and approved by... And thanks for staying with us. Very uh, shortly, uh, it will be two weeks since uh, flood water swept through communities in parts of the Volta region, eastern and also greater Accra areas, uh, following the spillage of the Ekosombo Dam and Pong Dams. At least 26,000 people have been displaced. This afternoon, join users learning uh, waterborne diseases have started, emerging two days into screening of some flood victims. At Mepo in the Volta region, the Ghana Medical Association and the Ghana Registered Nurses and Midwives Association are spearheading a medical outreach initiative. Well, my colleague uh, Carlos Caloni uh, is on site uh, and uh, comes through with this uh, report. Here I sit. Nurses and Midwives Association, uh, together with the Ghana Medical Association, have teamed up here to provide medical relief to affected flood victims here in Mepe, in the North Tong district of the Volta region. And as you can see, screening is ongoing here, treatment is ongoing. There are a number of residents here 
who are actually receiving medical attention from the Ghana Medical Association uh, in conjunction with the Ghana Registered Nurses and Midwives Association. And so we want to speak to a few of them to understand their story, to see why they are here and what kind of medical attention they are receiving as part of the arrangement to bring relief to uh, flood victims here in the North Tongue district of the Volta region. So I was just asking her why she's here, and she's been saying that due to the stress they went through with the flood situation, most of them have issues with their health, and so they are here to actually get some medical attention. And I asked her earlier whether they are paying for these services, and to her she said, no, these services are being provided free of charge here at one of the centers, PPAG Center here in Mepe. And so, uh, Okay. Okay, so she's been telling us uh, that um, she still has a national health insurance and uh, she's just waiting uh, for her medication because she's been diagnosed of uh, uh, high blood pressure. Uh, there are a few others here that will try to speak to uh, to understand what is really uh, wrong with them. Madam, Okay. So she's not here for uh, medical attention, but there are a few others that are here. Mama, I'm going to take care of her. I'm so she says she's been also diagnosed of uh, high blood pressure and she has been given some uh, medication and she's just waiting in a queue to be uh, served with that particular uh, medication. Okay. So she, she's actually confirming that the service being uh, delivered here by the Ghana Medical Association as well as the Ghana Registered Nurses Association is totally free of charge. So I have this uh, lady here to also talk to us. Uh, give us your name. Okay, so why are you also here? BP. So has it gone now because of the flood situation? What happened to your house? Tell us. Okay, okay. so that's the story of Vicencio. And as you can see, there are a number of people here who are actually receiving medical attention. I have this gentleman here to also share his story with us. And um, uh, you appear to be happy. I mean, you don't have any medical situation. What's your name? Tell us uh, why you're here. My name is uh, Adika Achu. 
I'm calling from Vota region. But because of the rain season, that's why we are here now. But we are we, we have so many diseases in the water, so we came here to test ourselves to see doctor to explain something to us. That's why we are here. Okay, so uh, when you come, I mean, now that you're here, uh, are you paying for these services? No, no payment. Have you they, been? Say, they say it's free. Okay. So it's general. So I see you holding a piece of paper. What is yeah. it? Then, what are they telling you? Then now, uh, before I go and see the doctor, then it's, you explain the, medi uh, the, 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 the medical challenge that yeah, you have. Yeah. Okay, so that's uh, your name again? My name is Adika. Adika's issue there uh, is part of those who are at this particular uh, center at PPAG uh, receiving medical attention from the Ghana Registered Nurses and Midwives Association as well as the Ghana Medical Association. So you can see in your short um, what the nurses are doing, uh, what the doctors are doing currently, taking the records of uh, uh, victims of the flood of Mepe here in the Volta region. And they are making sure that uh, uh, everybody is uh, taken care of in terms of uh, health care uh, services. And you see a nurse in there uh, checking the pulse of, uh, uh, you know, a lady just to be sure she's fine. And you see this young one here also on the scale just uh, to be sure that um, they are okay a bit. And so that's the situation we have here at PPAG. Uh, you know, center uh, where the uh, you know officials have been talking and taking care of um, uh, you know um, victims of the flood, and so I'll be engaging um, the the lead for this particular center to tell us more about what they have been doing so far at the PPAG center here. Uh, in the south, actually North Tongue district uh, here. So uh, tell us, give us your name first of all. So my name is Dr. Steven Minaala. You are from which of the units? So I'm with the Ghana Medical Association. Yes. So what is going on here? So we, as, as part of uh, initiative uh, from the Ghana Medical Association, the MP of the area, and then the regional directorate. Uh, we heard about the devastating situation here. So the GMA volunteered and then members came together, together with the nurses and midwives, so that we would come and give support to the locals on the ground. Now our main aim uh, here uh, is to screen the patients because looking at the flood it comes with other medical uh, diseases so for example the risk of uh, malaria uh, cholera and then uh, skin infestations so we are here to screen uh, the people here to identify or identify suspected cases of cholera screen the people for uh, suspected malaria and then treat those that have proven malaria cases. And then if we are able to suspect 
a few cases of cholera, then we will declare whether we have a, uh, an epidemic or anything. And then we'll be able to refer those that have severe diarrhea conditions to uh, the hospital. Mm. So basically, uh, this is what we are doing here. Uh, How many days have you been doing this so far? So we, we were here, we came on Tuesday and started active work yesterday. So yesterday here, averagely we saw about uh, 73 cases. Well, my colleague Carlos Caloni is still within the community for us. Uh, joins me live now uh, from uh, one of the uh, flooded areas uh, within the South Tong um, area. Uh, Carlos, if you're with me, uh, you just uh, reported earlier about the health condition of uh, many of the residents there who are now being screened by the team deployed by the Ghana Medical Association. What, what more are we learning of? Because earlier today, uh, we saw that some other political parties have been doing uh, donations as, as well as other benevolent uh, organizations. What, what more can you report? All right, Blessed, I can say for a fact that the situation remains same across the, uh, I mean, the three uh, Tong districts uh, from the north, uh, you know, uh, Tong district, central and south. Um, the water levels are still high, especially in the Mepe area as well as the south Tong area. And so the situation is still um, as serious as uh, we've been reporting. Uh, but uh, as you know, the uh, Ghana Medical Association, as well as the Ghana Registered and Midwives uh, Association, they have been doing some work in the Mepe area. And for those in the South Tong area, their concern is that they are yet to see any such medical reliefs. Uh, we visited one of the communities today, Gamenu. Uh, where you see flood victims and for days they've not had any uh, medical outreach team coming to them there. So that's their concern. They feel like everything has been sent to the Mepe area. And the member of parliament we've been speaking to actually is calling for equitable distribution of these relief items uh, to, to ensure that flood victims in the South Tong area can also have some respite. So the situation has not improved. And so uh, health situations uh, like you uh, saw in that video, the Ghana Medical Association, they're saying that they are looking at the situation. They've identified a number of health situations with regards to uh, cholera, diarrhea, suspected malaria. But they want to put the figures together to actually determine if it's on a bigger scale so then they can declare uh, issues uh, that will come with it. So that's the picture from the Safton area. Blessed. Uh, and, and you've been also interacting with uh, some more uh, residents uh, and also the donations that we've been seeing uh, in the early parts of the hours where the uh, national chairperson of the NDC, Johnson Asidun Kite, joining the minority leadership to make some donations today. W what more are we learning? Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. So, my name is Dr. Steven Minaala. You are from which of the units? So, I'm with the Ghana Medical Association. Yes. So, what is going on here? So, we, as, as part of uh, initiative... Uh, from the Ghana Medical Association, 
the MP of the area, and then the regional directorate. Uh, we heard about the devastating situation here, so the GMA volunteered and then members came together, together with the nurses and midwives, so that we would come and give support to the locals on the ground. Now, our main aim uh, here uh, is to screen the patients because looking at the flood, it comes with other medical uh, diseases. So, for example, the risk of uh, malaria, uh, cholera, and then uh, skin infestations. So, we are here to screen uh, the people here to identify or identify suspected cases of cholera, screen the people for uh, suspected malaria and then treat those that have proven malaria cases and then if we are able to suspect a few cases of cholera then we will declare whether we have a, uh, an epidemic or anything and then we will be able to refer those that have severe diarrhea conditions to uh, the hospital mm. so basically uh, this is what we are doing here uh, how many days have you been doing this so far so we, we were here we came on tuesday and started active work yesterday so yesterday here averagely we saw about uh, 73 cases Well, my colleague Carlos Caloni is still within the community for us. Uh, joins me live now uh, from uh, one of the uh, flooded areas uh, within the South Tong um, area. Uh, Carlos, if you're with me, uh, you just uh, reported earlier about the health condition of uh, many of the residents there who are now being screened by the team deployed by the Ghana Medical Association. What, what more are we learning of? Because earlier today, uh, we saw that some other political parties have been doing uh, donations as, as well as other benevolent uh, organizations. What, what more can you report? All right, Blizzard, I can say for a fact that the situation remains same across the, uh, I mean, the three uh, Tong districts uh, from the north, uh, you know, uh, Tong District, Central and South. Um, water levels are still high, especially in the Mepe area as well as the South Tong area. And so the situation is still uh, as serious as uh, we've been reporting. Uh, but uh, as you know, the uh, Ghana Medical Association as well as the Ghana Registered and Midwives uh, Association, they have been doing some work in the Mepe area. And for those in the South Tong area, their concern is that they are yet to see any such medical reliefs. We visited one of the communities today, Gamenu, uh, where you see flood victims and for days they've not had any uh, medical outreach team coming to them there. So that's their concern. They feel like everything has been sent to the Mepe area. And the member of parliament we've been speaking to actually is calling for equitable distribution of these relief items uh, to, to ensure that flood victims in the South Tong area can also have some respite. So the situation has not improved. And so uh, health situations uh, like you uh, saw in that video, the Ghana Medical Association, they're saying that they are looking at the situation. They've identified a number of health situations with regards to 
cholera, diarrhea, suspected malaria, but they want to put the figures together to actually determine if it's on a bigger scale so then they can declare uh, issues uh, that will come with it. So that's the picture from the Safton area, blessed. Uh, and, and you've been also interacting with uh, some more uh, residents uh, and also the donations that we've been seeing uh, in the early parts of the hours where the uh, national chairperson of the NDC, Johnson Asedunkite, joining the minority leadership to make some donations today. W what more are we learning? All right, so that particular donation is from the uh, presidential candidate of the NDC, John Dramani Mohama, and the party itself made a donation. A particular donation is from the uh, presidential candidate of the NDC, John Dramani Mohama, and the party itself made a donation. Thanks for watching, everyone. There is more news on our website, myjoyonline.com. So, uh, donated about 100,000 Ghana cities, and um, a church also donated about 50,000. Uh, as well as uh, Zipline. Zipline also donated a number of uh, bags of this. In, uh, blessed, if you visit this uh, communities and you see the situation, people's homes have been uh, destroyed, collapsed, and all that. They need places to live, places to cook. And so the relief items are coming, but not in the ratio that can really help them out of this situation. They are still calling for more, especially those in the South Town area. They say they have been neglected totally and some communities don't even know if relief items are even going around. Uh, but then the Member of Parliament um, uh, has been doing a lot going uh, to this community. This uh, afternoon he donated bags of, uh, uh, you know, gari, uh, rice, uh, portable water to these communities. And uh, some of the people we've been speaking to have been raising concerns about public health issue. The fact that uh, they don't have this portable water to depend on, and they've had to depend on this lake, polluted lake water, they are raising concern. Just as we reported from Sope, if you go down to the Agave area, they are also uh, raising those concerns. And so it is time that, uh, you know, distribution of re relief items are distributed in a way that you, we don't target one area, but we're able to distribute it to everyone. Otherwise, we may be solving the problem at one side, but we'll be faced with a bigger health situation elsewhere. Blessed. Uh, and and we'll, be listening, uh, we'll be listening shortly to uh, Johnson Asiru Nkichia as he made this address earlier today. But... Uh, do, do, do we know um, what the next line of action is for the interministerial uh, committee that's been set up to you know, provide relief items and also uh, drop some programming for the people? Okay, uh, we, 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 uh, we seem to have lost uh, Carlos Caloni there, but the uh, chairperson of the National Democratic Congress, uh, Johnson Asibin Kitia, has been addressing uh, the press um, earlier today after the donations were, were made. Uh, also, there was the uh, minority leader, uh, Dr. Kesela Tufos. And we can listen to uh, excerpts of the address by the NDC uh, chairperson, and, and then we'll, we'll give you some updates. We have uh, Carlos uh, back with us. And, and Carlos, um, we're just um, you know, at the point of asking about the Interministerial uh, Committee working um, you know, on 
the provision of relief items and the meeting they've been holding today as well. Is there any update on what the next line of action will be? And we'll All right, so we posed that question to the Volta Regional Minister yesterday, and he clearly indicated to us that they are yet to get any information from the interministerial committee that has been set up to look into this disaster. But then uh, this morning, uh, speaking at the uh, donation uh, you know, ceremony here, many of the MPs are raising concerns over those issues and they expect the interministerial committee to uh, expedite action on uh, I mean, bringing some respite to flood victims in these uh, eight affected uh, you know, communities. But then I have with me the member of parliament for South Tong. He's been heavy on relocation. I mean, he believes that relocating these uh, flood victims to the Saglemi housing uh, site is um, a thing the government and the interministerial committee should consider at this point in time because many of the flood victims do not have places to sleep and so how do you go give relief items to i mean people like that and so he is saying that he's likely to even petition the president to take an action to uh, relocate uh, these flood victims to the Saglamin housing. So you are pushing heavy. Uh, you were telling us earlier on that it's something you'll be doing, like presenting a petition to the president. How soon uh, will you do this? Well, we are in the process of uh, putting a movement together for this. I mean, uh, it's going to be very massive. I can tell you people are signing on to this, this whole idea so that we can get the president's attention to really um, get him to approve this process. I mean, because that is the only um, possible, you know, and a, very, and a more quicker way to get people regain some strength and get them normalizing uh, their lives again. What we have uh, here currently at the moment, um, you, you've just said it. You cannot be a squatter in somebody's uh, room where there's nothing. I mean, you've lost, virtually you've left your comfort zone. I mean, in the, you, you, have, you virtually have nothing. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. You, you, how are you going to even assist your kids to school? But those normal routine work, mummies and daddies and parents and even kids would want to do all taken away you know that beauty of freedom to do we do your thing so we we really have to do something quickly about this because people have to go back in a way gets resettled and then be, uh, lives and they probably go on to some other businesses or something because they've lost also as well farms have been taken over by their flood water and uh, businesses taken because i one of the one of the fish farmers lost about 150 cages and I mean, according to him, for the cost of the tilapia fish that, according to him, we're getting ready for sale, if you should quantify and put it together, put a figure to it, millions of cities, all gone. So what form of compensation are you uh, calling for? I mean, is it, um, uh, I mean, equitable? So if I have lost, say, uh, eight cities, I should be given eight cities. Somebody who has lost, say, 10 million should be given 10 million. We want to understand what kind of, uh, uh, you know, compensation package you are, you are actually uh, propagating. I, I would rather wait for the full um, data 
to come out because on daily basis the accounting and putting all this and we i mean for i just got today's you know information from nadmo the coordinator and so we will have to look at all these data and look at the scale and move to probably request what is somewhat able i mean uh is is, is sufficing okay. looking also at our situation that we can find ourselves in as a country and so this is you might not necessarily have to give them money but sometimes you might have to give them maybe some input into what they are very good at mm. maybe it's fish farming government said okay i have cages i want to give you cages to go back your to business i have several things so there are ways probably to get this whole thing in place but they must be quick because people have to regain their strength. Okay. Uh, that okay. is the key. Thing. Thank you so much for speaking to us here on Joining. So that was the uh, Member of Parliament for the South Tong District here in the Volta region, uh, sharing his thoughts with relocation issues to the Saglemi housing area. And according to him, Blessed is going to be heavy on this. They have started um, collating uh, signatures to that effect. Uh, he, he terms it as a movement to put pressure on the presidents to move flood victims from the uh, affected areas to relocate them to the Saglemi housing sites. Blessed. Uh, well, my colleague Carlos Caloni there, just uh, speaking a while ago to uh, the South Tong Member of Parliament, Koblamensa uh, William, there, who's uh, been giving us uh, some perspectives on what he intends to do as Member of Parliament uh, for. Uh, the area. Well, in a related development uh, since the Wager Dam was uh, built, the Ghana Water Company uh, has been spilling water every now and then. This is to prevent excess water contained in it uh, to, from exceeding its maximum limit. However, uh, residents who live within the buffer zone of the spillage say they have nowhere to go despite uh, numerous dangers they are faced with. There's more in the following report by Helen Nakai. Residents living downstream of the Wager Dam continue to live in fear following the spillage of the dam. Over the years, residents have been moved out of their homes when the dam is spilled and only return after the floods recede. With time, residents have grown indifferent about the consequences of having to live within the buffer zone of the Wager spillage. A resident of Tetegu, a suburb of Wager community, says the only reason why they still live close to the stream is because they do not have money to relocate. The flood has destroyed a lot of our belongings. I work at Pambrose and it's affected my workplace as well. If it becomes unavoidable, I will find a place to relocate to, but I have no plans for now. Everything has to do with money. Many residents say although the dam floods their rooms and destroys their properties, moving out is not an option now because they are cash-trapped. Residents are calling on government to permanently relocate them. There is nowhere to relocate to. When the flood water increases, it enters our homes. It destroys a lot of things. The government needs to come to our aid. We will relocate if government relocates us. Stanley Mate is the public relations officer of the Ghana Water Company Limited. He explains the inevitable need for spillage to protect the integrity of the dam. 
architecture of every dam is such that it needs to have a spill gate. The objective and the wisdom behind the spill gate is that no matter the depth and size of the dam, it will definitely get full at a point. And when it gets full, the excess water will have to be spilled away. We need to operate at a certain level. The dam has a maximum operating level around 48 feet. Beyond 46 feet, 76.5 to 47 feet, we need to expel the excess water because we can't wait for it to get to the maximum operating level. So what we do is that during the raining season or at the onset of the raining season, we start spilling when we get when we see a steady rise in the in the level. So let's say from 45 to 45.5 feet, we we'll start we we'll start with minimal spilling rise in the in the level. So let's say from 45 to 45.5 feet, we we'll start we we'll start with minimal spilling. Is the time to explore other areas for business. We have a lot of business potential in Vanuatu. Uh, the levels keep still rising, then we'll also open another gate. So we'll start with one gate, two gates, three gates, four gates, and five gates, depending on the level. We inform them proud to, to go around them informing people before we start spilling. We'll start spilling immediately. The communications director of NATMO, George AEC, says measures are being put in place to permanently find long-lasting solutions to the flooding problems in the wager community. Uh, once you don't have an alternative place for them, it's going to be difficult. You are telling them to live there, but they find another place on their own. Uh, and that is difficult, you know, that is difficult. So uh, we'll continue to engage and see how we can resolve it if they are there. What is the alternative way to get the water to move without causing havoc? People have also called for a permanent estuary uh, because any time they go to open up the place, the estuary, and the water flows in, you know, it doesn't inundate them. You get it. And so the water, two days, three days, is gone and, and they are safe. Uh, however, if the place is salted and the spillage is done, then, you know, it gets into the communities and they begin to bear the brunt. And so they think if, if we can have a permanent estuary, and this is a capital-intensive something. So what it means, uh, I have my doubts if the assembly on its own can do that. Uh, so if with Ghana water comes in, and then government comes in through the Ministry <coughs> of Works and Housing, uh, then uh, a permanent solution can be found uh, to that. Because almost every year the spillage done uh, because of the water levels at Wager. While authorities contemplate when to permanently solve the problem, residents are worried about the next flood. Helen Nakai IE's report for Joy News. And just as we prepare to wrap up, you equally to need to prepare for an exhilarating experience at the main grand fair of the 2023 Ecobank Joy News Habitat Fair. Join us at the Accra International Conference Centre, uh, where from Thursday, November 23rd uh, to Sunday, the 26th of November 2023, doors will open from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. each day to welcome you. Uh, this year, we are actually uh, diving into the theme uh, of home ownership, uh, also exploring the nuances between affordability, comfort, and luxury. Uh, whether you're embarking on your home ownership journey or just looking for an upgrade, uh, this is the fair uh, for you and uh, all the things you need to know about housing. 
and uh, encounter a comprehensive assembly of stakeholders from Ghana's housing and construction sectors, uh, engaged experts across the spectrum of home creation and enhancement. And uh, that's why you also need to be there at the Ecoban Joy News Habitat Fair. But that's all we have for you in this package of the polls. I'm Blessed Sogan. It's been a pleasure spending some time with you. We'll see you again next week. That is bye for now. But that's all we have for you in this package of the polls. I'm Blessed Sogan. It's been a pleasure spending some time with you. We'll see you again next week. That is bye for now. Make change. Climate is uh, definitely impacting on, on us. Uh, in farming, we're very accustomed to... October 20th to 11th of November. The African Football League. Who is going to be crowned Africa's champion of champions and take the lion's share of the 14.4 million prize money? Catch all the games streaming at www.aflafrica and on FIFA Plus. The African Football League. Our game. Our home. Now let's shine together. Silver Iodide. You're right. Yeah! Mark your calendars, set reminders, and get ready for the academic showdown of the year. The 2023 National Science and Math Quiz. It's time for the brightest young minds in Ghana to battle it out for academic supremacy. Expect mind-bending equations, heart-pounding moments, and nail-biting suspense as the best schools go head-to-head. Who will emerge the ultimate champions and claim the prestigious trophy? Catch the action on TV, radio, and online starting 6th to 24th October 2023. to search for the best team to put together and upon my research I was pointed out to Image Bureau that they can handle the job. <laughs> JJ Hairstein for Sean Mitchell my wife is coming as well MOG Joe Metal PSCA Esther Perez Music Nasi Neon Adeju Priye Odede So come the 9th of December these are the ministers of God who will share the same stage with Dr. Sonibaru at the Grand Arena for his concert Rhythms of Africa The launch of Rhythms of Africa by Dr. Sonibaru was held at the Fitzgerald Place in Cantonment and this is how gospel musicians Perez Music and Nasi felt when Dr. Sonibaru approached them to be part of of rhythms of africa it's humbling 
extremely humbling. Um, I was just sitting there and I was just looking at the family like, yo, God, is, I mean, this is just a manifestation of some of the things that God told me uh, when he when, when I went into prayer and I had my encounters and exactly what God told me is what is happening. So if you are out there, it's it's, it's not rocket science. It's, it's, it's prayer. It's prayer and waiting on God. I mean, because in his time, he makes all things beautiful in his own way. And, and this is one of it. And I, be, I believe this is just the beginning. And I want to say a very big thank you to Dr. Sonny Badu and the team for actually even deciding to... I mean, when, when I saw the message, he sent me a message on IG, I'm like, wow, this is humbling. So I'm very humbled. Tell me, yeah, the album is cooking, is in the studio right now. Yeah. When is it? When is it going to be ready for the masses to actually have a feel of it? Okay, so the album is going to be out on Friday, this Friday, on the 13th. Yes, yes. We've been we've been talking about it. So this Friday is going to be out, and uh, I'm sure people will be blessed by it. Very simple, um, mid-tempo album meant to be enjoyed and listened to, and uh, I'm sure people will be blessed by it. Very simple, um, mid-tempo album meant to be enjoyed and listened to. Now, Vice President of the Ghana National Tailors and Dressmakers Association, uh, Thom it's, it's, it's going to be amazing. Welcome back to Ghana. Thank you, sir. <laughs> well, it, it, it's been some time that, I mean, lovers of France have more had a feeling and that is getting to a, another level of the flight. I'm telling you, you can't imagine. France have more had a feeling and that.